Hey everybody, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Just want to welcome you. It's so awesome that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to taking you deeper into the simplicity and practicality of the outworking of the power of God in your personal life. And this week, I wanted to get into something that really centers around one word, and that word is agreement. But I'm actually going to talk about something in this week's episode that I have not, I don't think, ever talked about on this show before. And it's from a passage of scripture that you may be familiar with. It's from Matthew chapter 16, and we'll read it in just a minute. But it talks about binding and loosing, binding and loosing. So that's going to be uh, the subject for uh, this week's episode. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. There is something so extremely powerful about being in agreement with God. Like when Jesus said the words in Matthew chapter 6, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like the disciples were like, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, our father, and he says in this manner, pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of the father is established when the things of earth come into alignment with heaven. Heaven is the model. And so I say this all the time. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no death in heaven. There's no suffering in heaven. Those things do not exist in heaven. And yet we can be so quick to just allow those things to exist around us here on earth. Now, I'm not saying that bad things won't happen. I'm not saying that people around you will never get sick. I'm not saying that you'll never lose. I'm not saying that these things won't happen because obviously they do. We've all experienced suffering on different levels, right? We've all experienced tragedy on different levels. We all have and we will continue to experience bad things, negative things happening here on earth until Jesus comes back because why? Because we're dealing with a fallen world. We're dealing with the effects of sin. And so that's the world that we're living in, but we shouldn't be so quick to just accept those things, negative circumstances or whatever. We shouldn't be so quick to look at those circumstances and just be like, okay, well, I guess this is just what's happening now. I guess this is just the way that it is. No, because as God's kids, as his sons and daughters, as believers, as those who have been born again, we actually have access into something that's higher, a higher reality. We get to actually read through the word of God at what God values and what he desires and then recognize that if our circumstances, if our situation and what's going on around us, if it's not lining up with what his word promises us, if it's not lining up with the model of heaven, then we actually have a place of authority where we can come into agreement with the heart of the Father, with the will of the Father, and begin to shift things. How? Through the words and through the declarations of our mouth. And so that's really what this is about. So the will of the Father is established when the things of earth come into alignment with heaven. And the assignment of the people of God is to discover what is going on in heaven. We need to recognize what's going on, what is permitted in heaven and what is not permitted in heaven. And based on that, we can make declarations here on the earth to actually change things in partnership with the Spirit of God and see things in our world come into alignment with His will and with his desires. So the assignment is to see what the father is doing. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 5 verse 19. He was like, the son of man doesn't do anything of himself, but what he sees the father doing, 
he does in like manner. That's amazing that even Jesus Christ himself, that as he walked this earth, he was constantly in agreement with heaven. He was constantly in communication with his heavenly father. And he said, I don't do anything of my own on my own. I only do what I see the father do. Every blind eye he opened, every person he raised from the dead, every time he healed the sick or cast out a demon or spoke prophetically to somebody, he was standing in agreement with the agenda of the father, having seen what his father was doing, but he was in agreement with the agenda of his father. And that's why he was able to move into every single situation and see power released through him. Remember, when Jesus was on earth, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And he was full of the spirit of God. He was full of grace and truth. But he walked this earth demonstrating what it's like for a person, for a human, for a man to be led by the spirit of God. He demonstrated it to us so that we could walk in his footsteps and do the same. When he left, before he left, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he said, go therefore into all the world and make disciples of all nations, the great commission. You know, the verses at the end of Matthew chapter 28 or at the end of Mark chapter 16. So he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now you go. It's that passing of the baton. It's that passing of the torch. He won total victory and total authority through his death, through his resurrection, and he passes it off to us as his sons and his daughters, who in agreement with him, we can actually partner with him to see this world change and shift for the better. Now, I know a lot of people are walking around right now and they're thinking that, you know, that things are just, they're beyond repair. You know, a lot of people are thinking that America's going to hell in a handbasket. A lot of people have that sort of doom and gloom mentality. You know what? I don't share that. I don't have that philosophy. I just don't believe in that. I believe in the miraculous power of God to break through into our lives, into our situations. But the problem is, is that if we're sitting on our hands, sitting, sitting around like, well, everything's just over and we're, we're just going to struggle and we're just going to, you know, wait here till Jesus comes back then what happens is we don't have that expectation to see God move in our midst. And so we don't have that hope. We don't have that hope that causes us to join our faith to the promises of the word of God so that we can stand in agreement with what he has said, with what he's declared, with what he's promised, and actually get up and do something about it. Because, you know, God is sovereign, yes, but... Just about everything that he does, and I'm being very generous with the way that I'm making this statement, but just about everything that God does, he does through partnership with his people because he just loves us that much and he wants us to be a part of the process. He's actually bound himself to his word. So that's what he does. He works through people that are committed to him. He works through people that are in love with him to see change and transformation happen because he actually loves this world that much. So we have this privilege and this responsibility where we get to partner with the heart of God to see his kingdom established here on the earth. So let me read these verses, this verse to you from Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. This is Jesus talking. He says, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, let me reread this, uh, this section of this verse, actually, here again from the Amplified Version of the Bible. 
It says, I will give you, I'm going to go back, I'm going to read all of verse 19 now. I think a a minute ago I just read the second half of verse 19. So I'm going to read all of verse 19, and this is from the Amplified Bible. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. And again, that's Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 from the Amplified Bible. I love that expanded explanation. The keys that Jesus mentioned here, first of all, they signify authority. He was speaking to Peter. He's like, on this rock, I'll build my church, all that. And he's like, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What happens when you have the keys, whether it's to a car, to a house, what do you get? You get access. When you get keys to the car, you get access to that vehicle, to the weight of the power of that vehicle. You can drive fast. You can park it wherever you want. You can go from point A to point B. Why? Because you have the keys. When you have the keys to a house, you have access to that house. You get to go in freely whenever you want. Why? Because you have the keys. There is power in having keys. And so Jesus is like, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So again, it signifies authority. We have been given authority and we've been given this authority to declare the will of God on earth. So this binding and loosing, or in other words, as the Amplified describes it, this declaring what is lawful and unlawful must be based on what is already bound and loosed in heaven. Again, it all comes down to one word, agreement. So we have to gain an understanding of what is lawfully permitted in heaven, and then we get to stand in agreement with heaven. We do that by binding things that do not match up with heaven's agenda and loosing things that do. All miracles happen from the realm of the Spirit. All miracles happen from the realm of the spirit. And so whenever we recognize that there's something going around, going on in the midst of us where we live that does not match up with heaven, it does not match up with heaven's agenda, it does not match up with the will of the Father, then it needs to be corrected. And you and I actually have that authority to stand in the gap and to stand in agreement and to declare. Declaring what? Binding and loosing. Binding, declaring unlawful. So let's just use this as an example. Poverty does not exist in heaven. It just doesn't. I'm really happy to tell you, poverty does not exist in heaven. So if you're broke right now, you're dealing with an impoverished situation, you're not seeing the abundance and the blessing in your life that you would like, so you get to actually come into agreement with what the word of God says, with the promises of scripture. So go through this book, go through the word of God and find yourself a passage of scripture or a verse, find yourself a promise that tells you what it is that you actually qualify for as a child of God. And let me just help you. When I use that word qualify, what I mean is if you are born again, you qualify for the promises of this book. Jesus already qualified you. I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to try to disqualify you from stuff that Jesus already qualified you for. Guess what? You don't have to listen to any of it. You qualify because it's not about your works. It's not about your sin or your not sin. It's not about any of that. It's not about how long you've been saved. It's not about how many good deeds you did this year. It's not about the New Year's resolutions you said. It's not about any of that. It is about the fact that Jesus already finished his work on the cross. He did it for you. He did it as you. 
I am crucified with Christ, Paul says. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's his faith in you that empowers you and positions you to experience everything that he has laid out for you and promised you in this book. It's not about you. It's not about your mishaps or your hangups. It's not about any of that. It's about him. He finished his work on that cross once and for all. So let me just tell you, I'm so happy to break the good news to you. You qualify. You qualify. But here's the deal. Here's the big but in this whole thing. We've got to get into agreement with what he is saying. That means that we have to believe what he's saying. It means we have to believe in his promises. We have to believe in his power. We have to believe in who he is. We have to believe in Jesus. We just have to believe in Jesus. This is really simple, actually. Life with Jesus is really simple. We trust him and we obey. That's what we do. I'm not saying that's always easy, but it is very, very simple. We overcomplicate it in all kinds of different ways. When we start thinking that we've got to do this to qualify, we've got to do this to get that. Let me help you. That's the law. That is the old covenant. We live under a new covenant of grace that is sealed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus already satisfied every requirement of the law. You're not under the law. You are under grace. And so because we are God's kids and we are under grace and we've been qualified to receive and to become partakers of what he's promised us, we need to start living like it. I think I mentioned in last week's episode, uh, Colossians 2 verse 6, as you have received Christ, so now walk in him. We've received him. Yeah, we've received his promises. We've received salvation. We've received eternal life. But so often we live our lives as if we have no hope. So often we live our lives as if we don't have what he did for us, thinking that we've got to do something in order to get something, and it's just simply not true. We have access to the fullness of his presence. We have access to his power. We have access to the abundance of his grace. He's so freely given it to us. And so what does Jesus say? As you have freely received, freely give. And so when we look around and we recognize, you know what? There's poverty in, the, in my life. There's sickness in my life. I recognize that it's here. I'm not, I'm not denying the fact that it exists, but I'm not going to become comfortable with it. and I'm not going to become okay with it. Instead, what I'm going to recognize is that the word of God promises me something greater. And the truth of God's word supersedes the facts of my situation every single time. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say that again because someone needs to hear it again. The truth of the word of God, the truth of what God has promised you supersedes the facts of your experience, the facts of what you're living in, the facts of your circumstances every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's just the way that it is. His promises are greater. His promises are greater. And so when we recognize, you know what, there's there's this situation going on in my life. There's this situation going on in my family. Or my neighbors are experiencing this going on in in, in their lives. And so what do we do? We begin to recognize, you know what? This is not consistent with the word of God. This is not lawful in heaven. And so because heaven is the model and Jesus said, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
We take that authority that he's given to us, the keys that he's given to us, we take that authority, we stand in agreement with what he said, and we just simply begin to declare. And so we begin to bind that thing. We declare that thing to be unlawful that does not belong in our lives. Why? Because it doesn't belong in heaven. And if it doesn't belong in heaven, then it doesn't belong in your life either. Now, this doesn't just mean that you walk around saying, I bind that in the name of Jesus. I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that. But it, it's deeper than that. It's, it's declaring this thing shall not be any longer. But it's not just about the binding and saying that I bind you. It's not just about the binding. It's about the loosing as well. Again, it's about agreement. So at the same time I'm declaring this is not okay, I begin to declare in agreement with the word of God, with the heart of God, what is permitted, what is lawful in heaven. So Father, I speak to this poverty spirit in the name of Jesus, and I just declare, God, that it is broken right now by the authority of your name, and I release your power, I release blessing, I release the abundance of your presence, just whatever. But there's a binding and there's a loosing. If we bind up, that's only half of the problem, right? It's one thing to get out of the red. It's another thing to get into the black. So it's not just the binding, it's the loosing as well. Anything that needs to be changed here on earth, again, has to be changed through the realm of the spirit. That's the place where all miracles take place. So here's the deal. You are on earth, right? But Christ is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And as you stand in the authority he's given you, binding and loosing according to heaven's agenda, that which is already bound or loosed in heaven can now be made manifest here on the earth. Everything in heaven has already been set in perfect order. So to change something in this realm, we must look into heaven, see what the Father is doing, see what is on the heart of the Father, look at his agenda, understand what he's passionate about, understand what he values, and then we bring it to earth through faith through the declarations of our mouths that is made possible through the Spirit of God, who is your constant connection to heaven. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. You are the access point. Uh, I know this, this might be too much for somebody, but I just need to tell you, you are the access point of God to bring his blessing, to bring miracles, to bring breakthrough to the world around you. And as you come into agreement with him, you know, I, I like to use this example. I like to use this illustration of a, of a simple power cord. You know, a power cord connected to the source, whether it, you're plugged into a wall or an adapter or an outlet or whatever, a power cord plugged into the source becomes a conduit for the power to flow through. But it doesn't really do any good until that power cord that's connected to the source becomes connected to something on the other end that needs to receive power. But the moment that that conduit, that power cord, connects to that object or that, that device that needs to receive power, that needs to receive electricity, the power from the source flows through it and that breakthrough moment, that charge takes place and that thing can have the power and the life that it needs. 
That's what we are. That's who we are as God's kids. We are conduits designed for the power of God, for the glory of God, for the grace of God to flow through in order to bring change and transformation to people around us. That's who you are. If this sounds like I'm talking like fantasy land or whatever, it's not. It's not. It's the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the more we just begin to come into alignment, into agreement with his word, with his promises, with who he is, we'll begin to recognize that, you know what, this is not complicated. This is not even difficult. This is the normal life of the believer. It is natural for you to be supernatural because you are a spirit being. You're created in the image of God. That's who he made you to be. And I say that unapologetically because it's just the reality of what he has promised to us in his word. And so I think we've got to start becoming a lot less comfortable with the negatives, a lot less comfortable with the problems, with the brokenness, with the pain, with the frustration, with the sickness, with the poverty, with these different things that we see in our lives and going on around us. I just think we've got to start to become less comfortable with those things and more comfortable with the reality of who we are as God's kids and that we have this place of authority through our agreement with the will and the heart of the Father that we can stand in agreement and we can declare, you know what, this is not permitted here on the earth, excuse me, this is not permitted in heaven, so I'm not going to permit it here on the earth. We we recognize, you know what, is (laughs) permitted in heaven? the abundance of God and healing and divine health and breakthrough and blessing and all of these things that God permits, all of these things that are consistent with the will and the mind and the heart of the Father. And so we stand in agreement with him and we just begin to release and declare based on what we see our Father doing. I have this thought... Sometimes we're, we're quick to try to explain why a miracle didn't take place. You know, maybe we pray for somebody. Maybe we're believing God for something and we're, we're praying for somebody. And maybe we pray for a long time and that person ends up dying. Or, or we end up not seeing the breakthrough take place. And I think what happens a lot of times in those situations is we begin to try to explain. I've heard all kinds of things. <laughs> As a pastor, I've heard all kinds of things. Well, you know, God just did that because he was trying to teach me something. Well, God, God, God caused this or God allowed this to happen because I wasn't ready and because of this and that. And we use all kinds of things to try to explain why a miracle didn't take place. And I just think that when we do that, we actually lead people into unbelief. We give people permission. We give people like a rite of passage to not believe God, to not expect God to move miraculously in the future. We leave that door open for people to expect disappointment. And let me just tell you, that kind of thinking undermines faith and it is completely anti-biblical. And what it can do is it can lead to a life that is just void of or lacking in the moving of the power of God. And we just don't have, we cannot give ourselves that luxury to live that way, to think that way, because it is not the way that God thinks. We've got to adjust our thinking. We've got to flip that switch to begin to think the way that God thinks. Because when we think like he thinks, we can get into agreement with the way that he thinks. And when we're in agreement with the way that he thinks, we can begin to speak 
differently. We can begin to declare. We can begin to bind. We can begin to loose. We can begin to move and do things in agreement with the way that God thinks. And that is when breakthrough happens. And that is when we see the supernatural power of God become a natural part of daily life. So anyway, guys, I hope that that was, uh, I hope that that came across for you. Hope that that was a blessing to you. If it was, if you would consider just sharing this with that one person or that those two people that came to your mind that you think could benefit from hearing this as well, I would really appreciate it. And guys, I hope you have an awesome week and don't be afraid to step out in faith this week. Don't be afraid to step out and to just begin to demonstrate the power of God to the world around you. Whether it's in big ways or small ways, it doesn't matter. Just begin to step out in faith. Begin to just bring yourself more and more into agreement, into alignment with the way that God thinks and the way that God sees. Because when God sees your problems, he doesn't see a broken, hopeless situation. He sees the opportunity for breakthrough and for abundance and for increase. So I just simply want to encourage you to begin to see things from heaven's perspective. Because when you see from heaven's perspective, you can begin to release heaven's agenda through your agreement through the words of your mouth. Love you guys. Have an awesome week, and I'll be back with you next time. Thanks.